Hello. Episode 46. What's up? Of The Stagler. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Marilyn? I'm doing great! <laughs> hey, Marilyn, yeah. Marilyn might not look it, but she's up there in years. She's got that... I mean, she, she looks great. She Don't d- get me wrong. looks wonderful. But she is getting up there in years. It's true. So, how do you think... Never mind. I was just going to say that isn't it bizarre that we have a cutout of Marilyn Monroe sitting behind us at all times and we like personify her and do little voices and and have never actually acknowledged her until this moment. And well she was like a real living person. She is. Well, yes. She's going to walk <laughs> over to you. Oh, hey. Oh, wow. She's never been this close to me. I don't think I like it. Okay, that's about good. Well, that's about good. That's about good. Speaking of good, I watched movies. Yeah. Um, and some television. And speak. By the way, I said good. No, I, oh. I have like half and half. Okay. I have a lot, so I'm just gonna kind of roll through them. Sure. Uh, the Expanse finally ended. It's right. Amazing. It actually was pretty amazing. Um, I thought it ended beautifully. Um, it was a nice like stopping point. But it leaves enough for, like, the future. Because, you know, there's more books they could adapt, but they were just stopping it now. But this is, like, a good stopping point, And it was very nice, and I loved it very much. It was fucking awesome. I don't want to spoil, because obviously you yeah, can watch this no show. Yeah, no spoilers. Um, I started a new show okay. that I'm actually flying through. And I think you'll be happy. I started watching BoJack Horseman. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, um, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I No, I'm happy. Okay. Um, and I'm almost done with season two. Okay, yeah. Flying. So I'm, I'm rolling. Okay. Uh, I like it. I think it's good. I hope it's you're funny. Ready for what the emotionalness? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, that's good. Well, I think I can already see like hints of it, and I like it. One of so. the episodes literally almost gave me a panic attack. Good. <laughs> that's was... what I'm ready for. Okay, I hope so. Um, but yeah, I think it's really good. So why? Far. May um, I ask why? Why did I start watching it? Yeah. Well, when I get home from work in the morning, was it I always Paul? like to eat breakfast. Oh. And when I eat breakfast, I like to watch things. Mm. And it's easy. I don't want to watch like a one hour yeah. show for breakfast. So I choose like little 30 minute shows. And Scrubs wasn't doing it for me. Oh, yeah. So I stopped watching Scrubs. Okay. So I was just like, oh, I know BoJack is a show that people say is good. And mm. I've been like kind of like being around the bush on it for a while. So I was like, yeah, we'll do it. So now I watch BoJack. So literally every day I watch at least one BoJack episode. Right. So sure. that's why I'm going quickly. So that's it, why. There you go. Because there's Aaron Paul who you like. Aaron Paul. And then there's, I don't remember her name, but you know Princess Carolyn. Definitely. And you hated her in The Mandalorian. So Right. She's like the the like robot droid lady who yeah. takes care of the baby sometimes. Right. Yeah. Do you like her more now that she's a little pink kitty cat? Carolyn's cool. Okay. A vibe with I Carolyn. love Princess Carolyn. Allison Bree's in it, too. And from yes. Community. You know, I watch yeah. it all community. Um, so, yeah. And so is, um, what's his name? Paul F. Tompkins, I think, as Mr. Peanut Butter. Who's he in community? He's not in community. I was just saying the guy. Naming people. Oh. So is the guy from, oh, I should know his name, the BoJack Horseman. Will Arnett. Will Arnett. From uh, Everyone knows Arrested Will. Development. Yeah. If we're going to do shows like that. I'm trying to think who else is in the show. I think uh, Lisa, J.K. Simmons. 
J.K. Simmons, Lisa Kudrow, I know shows up at some point. She's not a recurring character. Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe. He's in the one of the episodes I just watched. Daniel Radcliffe's in it, and it was just funny. Okay, sweet. Plenty of people. Plenty. He's like, I'm Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're in like Holly, the Hollywood place. They're doing like the Mr. Peanut Butter's like game show. Mm -hmm. And it was funny because the end of the episode is like, he's like, you get five hundred thousand dollars for charity if you get this question right. But if you get it wrong, we Burn it live yeah. on television. <laughs> yeah. And the question was like, who stars mm-hmm. in Harry Potter? And it's obviously Dan Radcliffe, but Dan Radcliffe was kind of being a dick to Bojack. So he's like, Elijah Wood. And then they just, <laughs> drop, the, they just drop the money in the fire and the episode ends. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah, funny. Anyway, I started watching that. Back in the 90s. Yeah, good song. Mm-hmm. That's what, uh, Group Love? Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Dan Radcliffe, I watched the Harry Potter 20-year anniversary special on HBO Max, oh. it was the most amazing thing I ever watched in my oh, entire life, cool. I think. I was totally transported once again. Like, I was a child watching Harry Potter. It was totally amazing watching everyone come to, come back together and literally just being like, fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Oh, yeah. That's it was nice. awesome. She, like, wasn't even part of it. She has, like, two things in it, and it's not even – they're, like, old, like, archive mm-hmm. uh, interviews. I just yeah. think it's great. J.K. Rowling. The turf. Rowling, rolling, I don't know how to say it, whatever. It's I'll pretty awesome, it and it was wonderful, and I cried. Good. So it, you're the type of person that's made for. Perfect. Yeah, it was great. 10 out of 10. Um, I That stuff, I don't know. That stuff never, I mean, not that I was huge for Harry Potter, but just the idea of it has never got to me too it much. It was so wonderful. Yeah. I'm I was glad. totally elated. Um, I also watched, now this is crazy, this movie called Mortal Engines. Have you ever heard of this? Of course. Have you seen it? No. Who hasn't heard of it's a pretty big movie, though. Was it? Yeah. So Mortal Engines is like a sci-fi like uh, story that was like a book series. And mm-hmm. it was going to be the new big thing. And it totally fucking bombed. And everyone hated yeah. it. So I never saw it. But I finally watched it. Mm-hmm. What is the deal? This movie slaps. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. It has freaking awesome characters. There's only one character that's like annoying. And he's like kind of one of the main characters. But like oh, you can get past it. But then the rest of it's so cool. There's awesome sci-fi battles. There's awesome sci-fi ideas. There's a freaking Terminator-esque mm-hmm. robot, Shrike, who's the coolest, baddest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. And my girl, Frankie Adams, from The Expanse, is in this movie. Oh. So partly biased, but also I thought Mortal Engines was really cool. The idea of like the moving cities mm-hmm. like on wheels is like freaking cool. It's just a cool little post-apocalyptic world. I thought it was really cool movie. I don't know why people hate it so much. I can I can see where people might have some quibbles with it, but mm-hmm. I don't know why like everyone collectively hates it. Maybe it was part of it. I always thought the idea of advertising things as the next big thing is like a surefire way to kill it immediately. Because I feel, mm. to me, when you advertise, they're like, this is the next Star Wars. I think people it is. People are like, fuck you. I love Star Wars. Nothing will ever be the next Star Wars. I guess so. But do you know what I mean? It's I like, do know what you mean. It's setting it up to fail every single time. It's true. It's like, remember Lord of the Rings? Fuck that. This is better. People are like, yeah, hey, get away from me. That's true, I guess. Because but... then any small thing becomes a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I really liked it. But obviously, they're not going to be, they're not going to make any more of them because they canceled it. So I like the first movie, and I guess I'll have to read the books to know what happens. So I'll do that. Um, I watched, um, this is fucking terrible. I watched three more of the Twilight films Mm -hmm. New Moon, awful, maybe the worst movie I've ever seen. I like the Twilight movies. I watched Eclipse. Better? 
but still, just these movies suck. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into why. I would talk for a long time. Sure. Eclipse better. There's a Muse needle drop in it. I like Muse, so that was cool. Good. That gave it an extra star. Um, and then I just recently, a few days ago, watched Breaking Dawn Part 1. What the fuck is going on <laughs> in these movies? Well, Breaking Dawn Part 2 is like the height of the series. Have you seen? Um, so you've seen all I've of seen these. all of them, yeah. And you're a big fan. I'm are a you, huge what fan. What team? Are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? I'm Team... I'm Team Edward. Spoiler. <laughs> you're Team Spoiler. Really? I only oh. have half of a movie to go. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That movie's so good. Part oh, 2? I just remembered a part from it. Or Part 1. Part two. Part two. I haven't seen I it. I just remembered a part from it that's so good. and uh, I might have to rewatch it so we can talk about it. Are you going to have seen it by next It'll episode? Be, I'll see it next Thursday. Perfect. Okay. Well, yeah. Oh, what a great movie. Because this last one ended with Edward eating Bella's uh, placenta mm-hmm. and like <laughs> the baby came out and now Bella's a vampire. Now, finally, after four movies, <laughs> she's finally a vampire. And Jacob wants to get with it. And Jacob is, like, angry. He's like, I don't like that Bella's with Edward. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, I don't. why am I talking about, see, this is what they do to you. You mm-hmm. hate them, but you love them, and yes. I hate it. I plan to never see the, anyway. I watched The Lost Daughter on Netflix. It was a yeah. very good film. I thought that it had a very interesting take on, like, motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a lot of movies that like approach it in this way. I thought it was very good film. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I will say, of the like small handful of people that I listen to about movies, you're the only person I know that's liked it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was very good. I not put it like on my list. Not like they hated it, but they're like, yeah, it's fine. You know, you're the only person who was like, yeah, it was good. And I thought it was good. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and then, but I don't know if I can trust your opinions anymore. But we'll get to that. Oh, baby. Hold on. We have one more thing to talk about yeah, we do. before that. Attack on Titan came back. Yeah. And you only saw the first episode so far. So yeah. we can only talk about that one. What'd you think? What'd you think? What's going on? That was boring. Eren Yeager. It was boring. <laughs> yeah. What? It just felt like a recap of everything I already knew and like with just like kind of fighting that led to nothing. It's just like, oh, wait for the next episode. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. But... You are excited, but for I am excited episode. for the you next. You know what part, happens. So it's so it good. Worked. It's so good. You're not ready. Okay. That's I just. It's so good. Okay. I promise. Um. Anyway, watch the film. You watched a film. Um. That I guess you liked, mm-hmm. and I did not like. Yeah. So which I, and it usually we disagree, but usually it's like a little bit like oh I loved it, and you're just like oh I only liked it, or oh I liked it, I thought it was okay. But this, you hate it. I actually thought this film was awful. You hate it, and I think it's really good. I don't love it, but I Maybe, think it's really good. I mean, who knows? Maybe I was just in the wrong mindset. Well, we, the Power of the Dog. <laughs> we should Jane get that the Campion's way. new film. Big She's film. back. She's back. Um, big film. Everyone said it was really great. It's big front runner for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. Let's fire it up. I was a big fan of the piano. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And I was like... So you were tired when you watched the it. whole film. No, That's I didn't problem. sleep through it. You just did sleeping noises. I was fucking bored. I could have <laughs> slept. What the fuck? This movie sucks. I thought it was great. What's your problems with it? Defend your position. Oh my god. Do we have to do this? Yes, because this it's this is highway robbery. I guess I just I don't know. There's not there's only one thing about it's better if I talk about the things I like. There's one thing mm. about the film that I like, and that's it looks nice. I thought oh the cinematography was really great. So beautiful. Montana, <laughs> New um, Zealand looks great. I just thought 
everyone I thought everything in this movie seemed fake and I hated it nothing seemed real all the performances seemed like fake like they were trying to make a fake movie like this was a dollhouse movie and someone's like playing with their dolls that's what this movie was to me and I hated it so you get it so wait that I'm gonna you I'm gonna say the thing that we both hate that is the point <laughs> because you have let's talk about this you have Phil Burbank okay who is Benedict Cumberbatch who if you think about it who is gonna be the first person you cast as the rough and gruff cowboy type in my opinion, it's not Benedict not Cumberbatch. Not Benedict Cumberbatch. In the film, we find out that he's like, actually, apparently, Yale graduate, smart dude. He just likes castrating cows all the time with his bare hands. He's like, I don't need gloves. He's like, I stink and I like it. You know? <laughs> you have Jesse Plemons, who's like the owner of the house. He was working with him for like, what was it, 25 years, they said. And now he's like this kind of more posh, like meeting with the governor. Oh, we need to clean and be well-groomed. This is my wife. She's like basically this Norma Jennings type um, diner lady (laughs) who's now like, oh, put on this pretty dress and you play piano, right? Yeah, I know you haven't done it in like 20 years, but you got to perform and everything. Um, And it's all these people who are basically trying to be things that they're not. And that's like – so I get what you mean with performance because – I have a review on Letterboxd. I know I haven't read, but you can read it afterwards. Right. Um, I was with you, actually, for the first half of this movie until I caught on. Oh, that, see, I never I never. Of got course it. the I mean, performance it, is bad that he's – of course I don't buy him as this tough cowboy because that's not who he is. He's pretending to be this tough cowboy. Of course she's not this glamorous, you know, lady because that's, that's literally not who she is. And she's the worst at pretending, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesse Plemons' really only, like, crack that we ever see is – the moment we get with him and Rose, like standing together in the middle field, and he's like, "Oh, I love to be alone with you," and stuff like that, is the only other real crack that we see in him because he's not a, really in the film like too, too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Pete, Peter, the Rose's son, who um, I don't remember Jesse Plemons' character's name. Phil's Couldn't brother. tell you, um, but you know the stepson of the woman he married, Rose Kirsten Dunst, and he outwardly he's mm, as far as I can tell, not putting up a front. He yeah. appears weak. He appears feminine. You know, he's chided. He's like, ah, oh, Nancy boy, whatever. You know, Phil Burbank, mm. like, fingers his little paper flower and burns it and everything. Right. And where all of their fronts end up being their weaknesses and their faults, his front of how he's perceived, his weakness, is his greatest asset in getting what he wants by the end of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. It's what allows him to kill Phil and save his mother. And so... I just really like that idea of that. Um, I wasn't sure if I really liked uh, Cody something. He's Nightcrawler in the X-Men movies. (laughs) but That's uh, who that is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Exactly, right? Wow. I know. Can't tell when he's blue in the movie. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, So I do agree with you that, yeah, when you're watching it, it feels like fake until you kind of, it's like, wait, that's what they're doing here. And I think the moments to really focus on in times like these is specifically Kirsten Dunst, she gets an alcohol problem and she starts abusing it. And I think there's a really haunting scene where she is really drunk and going to her son. She's like, oh, I remember when I was a kid, we had these like Valentine's Day boxes and we did this thing. And she's just like reminiscing and reminiscing. And the kid's kind of like freaking out like, hey, you don't have to do this. Whoa, you're like falling apart, you know? 
Um, actually, I think a lot of Kirsten Dunst scenes are really good. Mm-hmm. There's a part where she's practicing the piano and she can't get it. And Phil just like bodies her by playing it perfectly on the banjo the first time and then slamming the door like, bitch, yo, what up? You know? um, and Phil is playing this character who is like very, very angry, very like vengeful. He has this Bronco Henry mentor, possibly lover figure, Definitely. you know, who is taken from him at the end of the film. That's why he's so angry at Rose because it's his brother found love and it's no he knows it's something that he's never going to get so he makes her the target of his anger you know take it out on her mm-hmm. and even that there's a scene that I really liked where he's like beating this horse he's like and he's like you whore and he's like beating on it <laughs> yeah um and it's juxtapose that with like him think of him alone at the lake he's like got the weird Bronco Henry cloth and he's like rubbing it all over his body and stuff. He's having a good time. He's looking at the manly magazines and everything. And Peter ends up discovering that and sees that as his in, you know. Mm -hmm. They strike up a friendship, right? And I think it's only really ever hinted at when you find out that Peter captured a bunny and he gave it to his mother to make her happy and then ended up dissecting it because he's yeah. studying to be a surgeon. And it's the only real hint that you're like, oh, this kid has like an edge mm-hmm. that like isn't really out there. So he gets the, has starts the relationship with Phil, teaches him to ride, tr- basically trying to teach him just like the ranch life almost. Um, and then Rose had a dig at him, like sells all the hides that are supposed to be burned and that's when Peter sees this as his opening to give um, Phil the infected rawhide that he knows that he's going to handle with his bare hands. Right. Gives it to him. He makes the thing. He gets sick like immediately, mm-hmm. dies within like days. That quick. And he's like, yeah, mission accomplished. Fuck you. Good job. And he reads the, the psalm, deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. The dog being Phil and the darling being his mom. Because the, the film opens with what kind of man would I be? if I didn't protect my mother or something like that, you know? Mm. So I think the key to enjoying this movie is patience. You need to trust that it's going somewhere. You need to be like, ah, this is all leading up to something. Oh, this is whatever. And it's a movie that, here's the thing, I don't think it's about any of their relationships. It's all about each individual character alone, separate, you know, not actually interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Peter's the only one that really bridges the gaps between people. Otherwise, everyone's so isolated in their doubts and insecurities until the... And you know what's funny? It's the Peter, the kid, it's not even stated if he's gay or not. He's just feminine. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? So he might not even be. Yeah. Um, which is a, another cool little detail because they never really get like intimate, intimate. No. So, you know, I don't know. I ended up... I do think that the reveal at the end... Maybe they should, it comes so fast and then the movie's just like over by the time that happens that I wonder if it just doesn't give enough time before credits roll for people to like catch up, I guess, and like be able to think about the implications of it and everything. Because you have it and it's like, oh yeah, he killed the guy and then the movie's like over. Yeah. But you don't really get time to like think about like what does that mean and how does that affect like everything he was doing in the movie? Like how far back was he like planning it and mm-hmm. everything? And not that that's the part that matters, but just the, the like psychology of it all, you know. I liked it. 
so that's and that's that's why one, I that was very it. well articulated, and okay. I can't say anything <laughs> about that because that was really good. Right, that was wonderful. Do you think? Glad you enjoyed the film. Do you think it's something that you think you could give a second shot? Watch again, especially yeah. knowing the ending, and you're like, okay. I know that he's going to take it out. So, like, the first scene where he's, like, Nancy boy and burns a flower, and you know, like, that dude's going to fucking kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Is that something that you think you would, like, maybe be able to enjoy the film more that way? Could be. I would definitely, I would watch it again. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, like, you know, film where I was, like, yeah, I, I never, watch this ever I don't again. think it's ever going to happen to, like, I don't think it's ever going to become your favorite movie. No. But I hope you'll be able to, like, at least see the appreciation and be like, oh, I get what's going on now. Because... Mm. Like I said, I wrote in my review, I was like, these performances are bad. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, wait, no, they're just really insecure people. Hmm. Like, they're just dialing everything up to 11 because they don't know. And my best defense to this, actually, is the scene where the governor comes over and you see two people who actually are what they say they are and just comparing them in the whole party scene. It's like, okay, no, they know exactly what they're doing. These people just are struggling to like keep up, you know. Interesting. Maybe that's just the Jane Campion moment. Maybe just being really great at what she does. She's a sneaky. I think I wrote that. She's just a sneaky woman. Mm. I don't trust her. Sneak. Mm. I liked it again. Good. I'm not saying it's the best movie ever made, but is it the best picture winner of the 2021 Oscars? I could see it being that. I have another question. What did you know about this movie going in? Nothing. You didn't know anything. Okay. Good. Yeah. Actually, nothing other than a lot of people liked it, and it was, mm. like, the front runner. Because okay. I think it would, if you had any expectations going in, it'd probably be a detriment. Because, like, if you're expecting, like, a Western, oh, you're going to be mad. Oh, <laughs> you, you know definitely, I mean? yeah. Because <laughs> there's no vibes of that at all. Yeah, no, definitely not. So, yeah, I don't know. I... I I see the piano in this, and I guess that's just, I mean, that's just Jane Campion. Mm -hmm. You know, I can see that. I think they're both movies that this one, to a much greater extent, it's just like, be patient. Because mm. I don't think I really enjoyed this movie until the end. And so on a rewatch, I think I might really enjoy it. That's fair. So I don't know. But That's fair. That's cool. That does it for our weeks, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. We can get into the news. The news... Sad news, starting us off. Terrible. Bob Saget has passed away. He was 65 years old. And um, that sucks. It does suck. America's dad. Um, 65? Like, wow. Young. That is, you would think they're around for a little bit longer. Um, you see a lot of people sharing their sentiments and everything. A lot of very touching send-offs to him. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, who didn't watch Full House? Right, exactly. So. Who doesn't? I mean, everyone knew Bob Saget, even if you didn't know him. Right, yeah. People just would like name. use his name as like a curse word. Yeah, like, Bob yeah. Saget. Yeah, just a cool guy. <laughs> That's too bad. Rest in peace. Um, Daniel Radcliffe. We were talking about him. He's to play Weird Al Yankovic in Roku's oh. first original biopic movie. That's strange. Why is it strange? Because it's weird. Al, Al. Yankovic. That <laughs> just good. Good job, Daniel Radcliffe. He's been doing all those weird movies, like Making the one it. with the farting corpse and the one with the gun hands and the one with the horns akimbo yeah been the farting corpse movies. is that swiss army man yeah okay i haven't seen that so yeah he's done a lot of weird stuff i think this is a perfect fit he's trying to distance himself from harry pooper and i get but he I just did it. the special didn't he well yeah i mean he doesn't want to like 
He just doesn't. He doesn't want to distance. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't want to like burn the bridge. He just wants to be like, I don't want to be stuff. like only people see me and see yeah. Harry Potter. They see Daniel Radcliffe. I don't know. He's not there yet, but maybe he could get there. He could pull a Brian Cranston. He could pull a Brian, or uh, maybe Elijah Wood, depending on who you ask. Mm. Depends who you ask. But that's for a lot of things. Don't ask Bojack. <laughs> don't ask Bojack. New Wallace and Gromit movie to premiere on Netflix in 2024. Let's go. And here's the first synopsis. Uh, where? Where's the first synopsis? Um, I don't. I don't see. They're hiring people. Oh, nice. Gromit's concern that Wallace has become overdependent on his inventions proves justified when Wallace invents a smart gnome that seems to develop a mind of its own as events spiral out of control. It falls to Gromit to put aside his qualms and battle sinister forces, or Wallace may never be able to invent again. Oh, no. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah, so this will be the one. I believe it's, like, the new voice actor, because the old voice actors, I think, like, passed away and stuff. So that'll be cool Makes sense. to get it under his belt and everything. I, Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, come, come on. on. Who do you like more, Wallace or Gromit? Ooh, Tuffy. Okay. Can't say here. Can't, Can't say. say on air. Not on air? Okay, yeah. tell me after the show. Knives Out 2. Let's go. It's it's happening. I'm big. And it's it's exciting. I really love Knives Out. Ryan Johnson is a whodunit junkie, he says. And that's great. Uh, what are your hopes? for? I, I just wanted to ask that. What are your hopes for um, Knives Out 2? I want Daniel Craig's accent. I want him to go further. <laughs> okay. I want more of the accent. Yeah. Um, that's my one thing. Other than that, I don't want I don't want Ryan Johnson to pull the same trick mm-hmm. with like he did in the first movie. The first movie plays like a trick on you basically like halfway through mm-hmm. when you actually just like figure out what happens and you find out that the movie is not really what you think it is. Yeah. You want an actual like for more series? Well, it doesn't have to be like a straight up like who done it, but if he wants to pull another like Well, it's something to be a who done it. Yeah. But it can't be you just you can't be knives out again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think they're even gonna call it. Yeah. yeah it says right here the title isn't even gonna be knives out two. It's gonna be something else. He just doesn't know what. It just has. That's Daniel like the Craig's. placeholder. Yeah, that's the only like thing, that. right? Is he's just on another thing. As right? far as I know, yeah, maybe like I don't know if one of the cops or something. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but it's always supposed to have been anthology. That was always right. his vision that. If there is a sequel, it's going to be a totally different mystery. Just the same detective. And I think that's really cool. That is great. And I could see this becoming like, I could see like four or five of these being Benoit made. Blanc. You know? Yeah. I could definitely see that. Um, I don't know, especially thinking about a possible third. It's hard to say, you know, don't do something kind of really switch it up or whatever because you mm-hmm. feel like you'd have to, especially because whodunit's just like a thing that's happening. I mean, we have, what, Death on the Nile coming out soon too. Yeah. Which is the same idea. So, I don't know. I, I do agree that it can't be Knives Out again. You know, just with like different characters in different circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's just switched up a little bit, but I don't know. I'm sure you will. Ryan I'm, Johnson's very talented. I can't imagine a very straightforward... You It'll know, definitely be different than yeah. most whodunits that As long used to. as it isn't, everybody did it, and nobody did it. Those are my two yeah. most hated... Somebody's got to do it. ...whodunit... Like tropes, I guess. Everybody mm-hmm. did it, which of course was fine for the first one. The uh, train, the Polar Express. 
The Polar Express. Uh, the Murder on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. It was like the first one. After that, stop it. And nobody did it? Hmm. That gets me. What about a couple? A couple's fine. What if there was like a group of people? That's fine. Just not everybody. And a group, I mean, it depends. As long as it's not the majority. Like three. If you have five people, only two are allowed to have done it. If you have ten, only like, I don't know, five, I guess. Hmm. That's what I say. Okay. Because I don't know. And nobody did it is the worst. Which ones Uh, have nobody did it? There was a book I read in middle school. I think it was called The Westing Game. And I hated it because our English teacher was like, oh, it's a whodunit. It's fun. Write about who you think did it and why. And she would like force us to be like, write three reasons why this character might have done it. And I was like, it's obvious they didn't do it. And she's like, I don't care. You have to write three reasons. You know? (laughs) Right. And the twist was nobody did it. So how'd the person die? He didn't. Oh, he didn't die. Yeah. He was alive. And that's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, "Why? how do we know he's dead? Interesting. And I thought it was so dumb. Hmm. Nobody died. Oh, fuck you. It's awful. Could you imagine? That sounds stupid. Sounds stupid. Anyway. Fives out, too. Can't wait. Here's this big news. Huge, huge. Giant. Can I say it? Yeah, go ahead. Jason Momoa, Aquaman himself, Duncan Idaho himself. Oh, my gosh. coming to the family in Fast and Furious 10, he's going to be familying up with Dominic Toretto and his brother. Well, I it's said that he's probably going to be the villain. So unless they pull Is he up. really going to be the villain? We know who the villain is. It's Cypher. Cypher. And maybe Jason Momoa works with Cypher for a little bit, but we know that mm-hmm. he's going to become part of the family. Just yeah. like Cypher will eventually, too. I'm hoping. I hope so. I'm hoping Cypher becomes I'm part of the I'm hoping Cypher wins and they all die. That's not good. You know what the Fast movies are about. Family. I know, but I hope it's like Cypher's family. What if Cypher, at the, the very final movie, she's like, Dominic Trevor's about to kill her, mm-hmm. and she's like, all I ever wanted was a family. family. And he's like, family. Puts his hand out. Mm-hmm. There's always room for family. Mm-hmm. Just like he always says. And then yeah. picks her up. And now she's like little auntie. See, auntie I, Cypher. I was hoping like, she would pull out like adoption papers or something and be like, Dominic Trotto, I want to adopt you. And she would adopt <laughs> Into him. Into my family. And they would join Cypher's family. And they'd all be high tech. Because mm. they need that tech. Interesting. That's what I was That's, thinking. I don't know. It's a toughie. Who knows? Maybe Me Sunday could... Me Sunday. Adopt Cypher. Or marry Cypher. Could be. Ramsey. Me Sunday. Yeah, I know. Ramsey's the one who cut off uh, Greek's neck. <laughs> No, Ramsey in the in Fast. That's her name. But yeah, you're right. Uh, it's likely that. I mean, he he's the body type to join the family. So the question is... What's going on with Han and Shaw? You mean Hobbs? Hobbs and Shaw? No, Han. Or Han? Han and Shaw. Because the last thing we saw was Han being like, Yo, what's up? You tried to kill me. And then it cut to black. And that's the last thing we saw. It's true. So I want to know what's up with them. They're all right. But I'm thinking, in Fast 9, what did we do? We went to space. Mm-hmm. Aquaman's coming in. <gasps> Are we going underwater? That's smart. I like that. You think he's going to be playing Aquaman? No, but we <laughs> could go under. You know what I'm saying? Just like the idea. I'd we could find like Atlant If we found Atlantis in oh, Fast 10, that would be Atlantis. cool. It'd be like, whoa. Like 
That could be cool. Tej and Roman are in Atlantis. They're like, I'm in Atlantis, man. That could be pretty sweet. I could. I see think that. that's probably the way to go. And then for I don't know if Fast Eleven's the last one or Fast Twelve. I can't remember. But for 11. the last movie, they need to go all the way back and do a racing movie for the last one. That's never gonna happen. They need to go back to Race Wars. <laughs> the greatest thing. <laughs> they need to go back to Race Wars <laughs> and have a, just a final little race movie. I don't think that's gonna happen. I'm just saying that's what should happen. Go keep on going up. Go crazy. We were mm-hmm. in space. Go underwater to Atlantis. Maybe go to another galaxy in mm-hmm. one of them. But then dial it back for the last one. They all race. I think in the last movie, somebody should beat Dominic Toretto in a race. No, absolutely And it should not. be... His son? Mm-hmm. Okay, now that would be okay. But if someone else beat him... No, 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 no. Or, you know what? Since Brian is still alive, canonly, they could have... Or canonically would yeah, be the word. Canonically. They could have them finally have a race in the last movie. And Brian wins, actually, because Could the be. one time he did win, Dominic let him yeah. win. Yeah. So it could be huge. That could be that could be good. Because you know. know, in like ten years when that film comes out, we'll have the technology to bring Paul yeah. Walker back. And I'm just then saying. Cypher will be there too. Yeah. Cool. And just in the moment. All right, sweet. That's sick. Sick. Cuphead show. Yeah, cool. It's, it's cool Cuphead show. It looked cool. Did you watch the trailer? I did. It seems cool. Yeah, I love the animation. It's sweet. <laughs> it's really, I mean, it's really cool. I don't know if it's going to be like my favorite show ever. Yeah, no. It'll probably just be a fun little thing. It seems like something I'd turn on and like do something else yeah. on my phone or something. But no, it looks really cool. I honestly, for a second, I thought it was going to be like, not like BoJack, but like a adulter show mm-hmm. and i was like kind of confused by the tone of the the show the trailer because yeah. i couldn't tell i was like is this for kids or is this for adults right and it seems like it's like just in the middle yeah <laughs> you know what i mean which i don't know if that's gonna benefit or not but it looks cool it does look cool visually it's it's very sweet and i'm glad that people who made the game right yeah that. that's cool that company getting a show maybe it'll be the best video game thing it, they, you never know Never we also know. have Halo coming out. Don't forget. We also have Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Coming out. Oh, my God. I didn't watch the trailer. <laughs> Stop. Okay. I didn't watch the trailer either. Um, but Oscar Isaac, it's cool. I probably won't watch the movie. I'm just saying Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke, that's Mo- cool. Movie? I thought it was a show. Moon Knight is a show? Oh, I don't remember. Maybe it's a movie. You're right. I Maybe you're right. Well, how could it be a show if it has Oscar Isaac? He wouldn't do a show, would he? Would Ethan Hawke do a show? Yes. He'll do the black phone. Maybe it is a show. I don't know. Netflix raises prices on all plans in the U.S. I know that. Which is like the fourth time they've done this in like the last three years. We got to think about it because I honestly, I just listened to a podcast where they like broke down like in depth how streaming. I mean, like in general, we know that streaming services do not make even close to the amount of money as like a box office movie theater would. And just how, like, that will affect everything in the future and, like, the kind of, like, content we get and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's not surprising that the prices for these services keep rising. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to keep rising until people stop paying for it, mm-hmm. which who knows when that would be. I do not pay for my Netflix. Cause I Neither pay. do I. <laughs> so that's fine. I would not pay because I would get – I'd want the 4K – 
want I'd want the premium one. Yeah. I would not pay twenty dollars a month. That's a that lot. Shit. That is a fuck ton of money. Mm-hmm. So no thank you. Honestly, just stick with Amazon Prime. If you want to watch a movie, rent it. Yeah. You can watch anything on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Just some of it you have to pay for, which is like whatever. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I think they're just trying to corner is Netflix material that's only on Netflix forever. Or right, whatever, like Squid you know? Game. Yeah, right? So I get it. And it seems like um, a lot of it they're doing, obviously, to make their money, but to pump back into their originals. Mm-hmm. Like they just want to funnel all of it into more content and just like keep it a constant cycle. Um, yeah. I would not pay this, but I have somebody else's Netflix and they're happy to, I guess. There so. you go. Perfect for me. Uh, it's just, uh, it's honestly kind of troubling. Yeah. Well, cause imagine if this was the price of every single like streaming service. Yeah. I mean, Netflix is still like the best one. It is the streaming service. Yeah, we get it. So, eh. it's not looking good. The future is dim. I don't know. The basic no HD one screen is ten dollars. No standard definition. Yes, ten dollars. One screen at like only one person could watch. That's awful. Who wants to watch anything in standard def? Number one, <laughs> right? And it's ten bucks. Like and that's just too much for that. What? I would pay the eight bucks. No, I w- I wouldn't pay anything to stream something in standard def. I would pay the $8 to have everything on Netflix. Really, what I think I would rather do, even though it's such a pain, I would just, I want to just unsubscribe from every streaming service. And then when I want to watch a certain thing, like I want to watch Power of the Dog, okay, I buy a month of Netflix. Mm-hmm. And then I watch Netflix all that month, and then I stop. And then I look, what's the next thing I want to watch? I buy that streaming service for a month. You know, it just seems like the right way, because I've definitely gone months... Where I haven't touched one. It up, yeah. You know? So, uh, and I've definitely gone months where I know everybody who has it hasn't even touched it. Right. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, but it is a pain. So, you know. Yeah, what are you going to do? Thanks, Netflix. Peacock loss grows to $1.7 billion <laughs> in 2021. It's not surprising. Peacock is just uh I have Peacock. I don't pay for it. I have, the free, I have free cock. <laughs> free cock. That's what they call it. It's peacock, free cock, and then it's premium cock. Nice. Pre-cock. <laughs> Pre-cock. <laughs> free cock and free cock. I love that. Um, I just use it to watch House. There you go. And that's it. I know you like House. I like House. It's like the best. It's either the best trashy TV show or the trashiest like good TV show. Interesting. Uh, probably the best trashy one, I think, hmm. at the end of the day, because there's some fucked up stuff that happens in that show nice but yeah thanks peacock, thanks, peacock. hope you turn it around nah, or not i don't know okay that does it all right it's time for the spotlight we're talking about some fight scenes fight scenes let's do it um yeah um you wanna go first i'll go first sweet we're gonna do let's this is a uh, let's just go with the classic it's probably the most famous movie that we're going to talk about today. Oh, yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Obviously, Ang Lee, um, very popular filmmaker. He's done – did Gemini Man recently. Everyone loved Gemini oh, yeah, Man. yeah, everyone loved it. And apparently I saw that he's doing a new film that's, like, going to be in, like, 
8K, 200 FPS, whatever, like, nonsense he's coming up with. And it's just, like, people just want Ang Lee to make a good movie again. (laughs) Which, Crouching Tiger and Dragon is a good movie. But we're talking about fight scene from it in which two of the main characters have a little duel in a dojo. Mm. Um, The one character having the green destiny sword and the other kind of having a billion a bunch of different weapons throughout the whole thing. It's really cool. It's really well choreographed. They use slow-mo at cool moments, mm-hmm. unlike other film that I will not mention. <laughs> yeah. They also have, um, of course, it's like the wires attached to the actors. So when they get struck back, they kind of regain right. the yeah. pose because they kind of Which is like back. Um, that's like the whole deal with like Crouching Tiger and Dragons. Yeah. They invented, they call it wire foo, mm-hmm. which sure. is kind of cool. But yeah, like the whole film, they have like wires and they do like, big jumps and like float around yeah. and stuff. It just looks cool. It's a totally sick movie. It is. I like a lot of it because they seem, you know, relatively evenly matched, but she obviously has like the better sword. The sword is OP. Her weapons are just breaking all the time. Yes. With she's got to get new ones. So she starts with like a sword or like two swords, right? She's got two. And then those get broken. She gets these like weird metal hook things. Mm-hmm. and Those break uh, like a spear this heavy thing that she can't even she can't fight pick with. It up, yeah. So the girl just looks at her and she goes and runs and grabs something else. It's a very just comedic moment in the middle mm. of it. Um, no, I think it's great. This one, of course, we're talking about is weapons-based. It's all weapons-based right. fighting. You have some sparks flying at different points. I like this fight because you see all these different weapons only just against a sword, but still right. you get to see how is a blunt weapon, how do you work with that? Right, all the different styles of fighting. It's really, really cool. I, that's one of my favorite things about the scene yes it's very cool i would have to agree i like especially when she hooks the two hook swords together, together. to like get the extended yeah. range freaking sick yeah dude. it feels like something you're doing like bloodborne or something like yeah you... <laughs> yeah exactly. open your weapon up <laughs> it's great that's freaking epic no i love that all right um next we have why don't i talk about sherlock holmes i love what first we make a podcast which then we talk about movie on podcast. Yeah. Then, then discombobulate. <laughs> <laughs> discombobulate. <laughs> That's great. So yeah, if you know Sherlock Holmes and you know the scene, they're talking about a boxing match in the middle of the film where he has this opponent and he basically breaks down in slow-mo his plan, his idea. Everything he's going to do to beat so him. So he's like, okay, first distract. He throws a rack. Then Block wild left, then like go for the chin, then you know like discombobulate and discombobulate. The <laughs> the I meme. love that. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know like go for the kick and take him out. Right. And so you see this all slow mo. He's talking it through, saying it all out, and then it and it's rewinds. long too. It's it is like a long. few minutes. Yeah, and you rewind. Goes back to the start. You see it in real time, and it's like and you ten see it. seconds. Yeah, and it's just ten seconds. He totally takes the guy out, and. I love it for it just being a deconstruction of a fight scene. You know right, I mean? yeah, definitely. Especially if someone who has such total control of the fight, because it's, well, he didn't stand a chance. It's Sherlock Holmes, dude. You know? Um, I don't know if it's something that's really been done quite so specifically, like, mm-hmm. in depth. Like, this is exactly what I'm doing, then showing exactly what he does, you know? Right. I I remember seeing it as a kid. I thought it was really cool. I still think it's really, really cool. Oh, heck yeah. I remember freaking out when I was like 10 years old watching this Mm -hmm. crap. I I wanted it to be in every movie. Yeah. Tell me exactly what you're going to do (laughs) before you do. Please. I want that to be the whole movie. It's just a guy sitting in a room explaining the whole movie. 
and it's like four hours long, and then you watch the movie at regular speed after that. That would actually be sick. That would be so good. Or it could be a regular movie, and he talks for like an hour and 15 minutes, then the last 15 minutes are real time. Hmm. And make it a normal movie length. Hey. hey it's an idea. Sherlock Holmes uh, 4? 3. 3? 4. 3. There's, not a, there's only 2. Maybe they're making the three already. I don't know. I, I wish because the second one was forever ago. It it's was. almost like they just like 10 they just stopped making them. It's because Robert Downey Jr. is too busy with Iron Man, I guess. But now he's not. So bring Sherlock Holmes back with Jude Law. That'd be great. I would actually love that. The Sherlock Holmes movies rock. They are. They are very, very good. Uh, but yeah, that does it for Sherlock Holmes. Um, okay. Let's go across the pond to Hong Kong mm. where we get police story. Jackie Chan, mm-hmm. obviously Jackie Chan, one of the goats, if not the goat. But as far as this stuff's concerned, yes, the goat. I would say. Um, I'd say he's the goat of, uh, like, comedy in his yeah. movements. Like, co- like I don't like comedy choreography. I guess is what you call sure. it. Anyway, we're talking about Police Story, specifically the final confrontation in the mall mm-hmm. where he fights all the bad guys. And beats them all up and then slides down a pole. Not once, not twice, but three times yeah. in a row they show him sliding down the pole because they knew that it was way too cool so to cool. show one time. Because literally, I remember I was watching it and he jumps and slides down the pole and I was like, <laughs> that was so fucking cool. Yeah. I might have to rewind. Then and they then showed it again can. and I was like, thank you. And <laughs> right. then they showed it again. And yeah. I was like, they knew what they had. They did know what they had. Um, this, I mean, any Jackie Chan thing, but just talking about this specifically, uh, one of the things that's great is just the, not just the comedy of it, but also just the mobility of it. He's so agile. Mm-hmm. He's like a, he's like peak physical human. Yeah. Pretty much. In this yeah. film. He's like unreal. Cause it's, it's not just what he can do to, hurt people yeah. and like get them off of him, but just how he can get away or make distance to prepare or whatever he has to do. Mm-hmm. It's just, you need a wide angle lens <laughs> to yeah, be able to exactly. keep up just like with all the movements he makes, which is another thing. It's a lot shot very wide. It's very dense, like just item and people wise. Mm-hmm. There's a ton in the frame in this movie. And I don't know, is that maybe the right filmmaking choice? I don't know, but it worked for me. Heck yeah. Because it's just like, there's scenes where it's like 50 people that you're seeing and they're not fighting him, but they're just like in the mall. Yeah, they're just chilling because it's a mall. Right, exactly. It's it's very cool. It makes it feel very like lived in, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, It's great. It's one of my favorite parts of the... Yeah, and I love how this is in like basically like all the Jackie Chan fighting movies, but the way he like uses his surroundings to like Mm -hmm. help himself fight. Like, obviously, the main thing that people think of is, like, the ladder fight from, I don't know what movie that's in, but mm-hmm. whatever, he uses the ladder. But in this one, I remember he uses, like, a clothes rack, and he, like, yeah. does, like, a little spinny thing on it and, like, jumps through He'll it. He'll, like, like, ride goes, around on it. And yeah, it's just, like, cool stuff like that that makes Jackie Chan the best. Around. He hasn't made a movie in a while. Mm-mm. He did, like, The Foreigner a few years ago. We need Mm-mm. a new Jackie Chan flick. He's pretty old now, though. Yeah, that's, uh, I think you're asking a lot. But, hey, man, I'm just saying. I don't know. Uh, why don't we talk about one that's probably the most similar to Jackie Chan that I have on my list? Okay. It is possibly, you know, maybe a little less known film called Drive. No. Not that one. <laughs> Not that one. Not with Ryan Gosling. This is with Mark Dacascus, I think is I don't know if that's how you say his name. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from 1997, and it is not 
a theatrical release. It went straight to video, which is why it might be wow. less well known. But here's the thing. They just got scared at the last minute and thought it was going to bomb. So they're like, ah, forget it. Pull it. And they just didn't do it. Oh, like cowards, which is sad. That is a beta move. Because I think this movie's really good. Yeah. Get this. You have a Jackie Jan type. Jackie Chan type. Jackie Jan. Um, which is mean to say to him because he's very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he has, he is this like, he's got like a, basically like an engine in his heart. So he's like part robot kind of. And it okay. pumps adrenaline all the time. And so he has like slightly superhuman abilities. He can jump a little higher. He can run a little faster. It's nothing crazy, but mm-hmm. he's a little bit better. And he's just a general badass. And so people are after him and he gets this like black comedic relief sidekick and they go off and have adventures. Does that, just speaking of Jackie Chan, does that like remind you of anything? Rush Hour. Yeah. This movie is Rush Hour, but before <laughs> Rush Hour came Rush out. Hour before Rush Hour. And it honestly, it was kind of crazy. Like, wow, it's a lot of Rush Hour vibes in this. Like they, the movie would have succeeded because we saw how Rush Hour did. You know what I mean? Is it as good? I don't know. It's not as funny, definitely. But like as far as action goes, I think it's just as good, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, And so... Yeah, and, and also it's before The Matrix, and I was getting Matrix vibes with the last fight. and everything. Yeah, they got the sunglasses It was really, really cool. There's a lot of stuff in here that I was like, they had a good movie here. They were just cowards, you know? And it's sad. I think everyone should go watch Drive 1997. But specifically, I'm talking about the final fight. After they sing karaoke together, the Beautiful. final guy comes in. He is all roboed up inside. He's got a bunch of moving parts. So, you know, he's like the better version of... He's big robo. ...of the main guy. And they have a fight... And it's a lot of flipping, kicking, mm-hmm. you know, chops. Very athletic. And it's a lot of, he does a lot of like capoeira-esque moves, which is where you kind of like really swing the legs up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Definitely. And a lot of keep like momentum. Like there's one part where he gets punched in the face. He uses that momentum to throw himself to the ground to kick his legs up in the air yeah. to get him in the face. You know, he's just keeping the momentum going in the scene. And I think it's really, really great. That is totally awesome. I don't know if it's like his signature move, but he does this thing where he goes like, and spins right, his hands yeah, like, around and then does like a big punch in the center of his gut. It's good. Just build I, momentum. I think that was like his thing maybe because it was very cool. And then bam, right into you. Smokes him. That's how you do it. It's good stuff. It is. It is very good. Um, Just a little note. Okay. So he's like the final fight, but right. the main antagonist in this is like a... Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus looking dude. Nice. You know, which is funny because he was in Drive with Ryan Gosling. And in this movie, they get ambushed in a hotel room and have to use a mattress to like block off bullets. I just thought it was funny. Uh, Also, Brittany Murphy is in this movie. She just shows up. She like her dad owns the motel and she's like a crazy like freak. She like becomes enamored with him and she's like, I love you guys or whatever. Nice. And she pulls out the gun and she starts like shooting all the bad guys. He's like, run you guys. And it's like, she's like <laughs> 17 or whatever. Like literally the, the guy Malik um, looks at her and he's like, are you like mentally disturbed? And she goes, okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's just absolutely wild. But it's a really fun performance to watch. She's just going for it. Wow. Um, yeah. Drive, guys. And at the end of the fight, by the way, he runs him over with a... He doesn't run him over. He runs into him with a motorcycle. And, yeah, smushes him on the wall. Which you don't see often. It's true. That <laughs> doesn't happen often. So, I don't know. I just was really impressed with this movie. Yeah. So sad that it didn't get a theatrical release because it would have performed well. I thought it was great. Um, you know what else is great? Hmm. Ip Man. Ip Man is pretty great. 
uh, film, we're specifically talking about the scene in which Ip Man is like, listen, I want to fight 10 people. At He's once. like, I think that would be like, eh, okay. He's <laughs> like, 10 people. Should be fine. You know, should be no problem. So they're like, okay. He takes on 10 people at the same time. 10v1, mm-hmm. and he's not even close. I don't even think he gets hit once. I don't think so, no. He actually annihilates everybody. It's I, uh, <laughs> I get it, but it seems so unfair that some people get, like, thrown, and then other people get their legs just, like, broken in half. Right, yeah. It's like some of you got off easy. <laughs> don't attack with the legs. I don't know uh, what to say. No. Um the thing I love about Ip Man, though, is he's so fast. Like, mm-hmm. his punches are so fast. And there's times where he just, like, punches somebody, like, 20 times in the face mm-hmm. in, like, two seconds. He's yeah. just like... It sounds like the Van Halen song. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, and these dudes are just getting... Like, I couldn't... Imagine getting punched in the face, like, mm-hmm. 20 times rapidly. I don't want to. I don't want to imagine that. Like, that would just not be good. The thing is, he... It feels like he only has two types of moves... Well, okay, I shouldn't say that because that sounds mean, but it's like his two like signature things is either immediately go for like the most vile, like disgusting bone break of their life or punch them like a million times. Right. So they either like go for the knee and just like it or just punch them in the face like a million times. Until they don't move anymore. And he just kind of alternates like ba 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 But it does have a nice rhythm to it. It does. Um, and he takes them all out and it is a really good scene. And apparently you said it was like a true story it's at the end of the movie it's like yeah. shows like all like the true story stuff about it and that it man like trained bruce lee yeah that's very cool and i was like okay and it i had to believe it because there's a picture of it man and bruce lee <laughs> right so bruce i was like lee. okay was it on the set of once upon a time in hollywood no oh okay then how do you know it's real i guess that's true you know what? That's, that's probably true could be cgi i don't know it man it, it really is the whole movie's great yeah it was freaking sweet I will I will say if I think the movie is bad, but the action is good, which I don't think is actually true here. But yeah, I don't think we have any of those. Um, the closest I could say would be the next movie in a in an interesting way, which is Eastern Promises. Okay, David David Cronenberg. Or if you know him, you know he likes the bloody bloody Cronenberg. And uh, this is a movie about like it's this woman who Naomi Watts love her, and she takes care of this. Uh, baby after its mother died in childbirth you know so she like takes it and she's like okay I need to take care of it I need to find its family whatever she tries to find out who this girl is who came in and died and it's connected to this like Russian mob syndicate and everything and so you know there's like hits going on and everything like that and this movie isn't uh, an action movie mm-hmm. There's this is like the only fight scene really there's a few other like kills but they're not fights this is the only like fight in it so what happens is they go into these Turkish baths to assassinate these dudes. They have these little hooks with them. They look hook, like, like hook, hook blades. Hook knife things. And they walk up to him. He's in a Turkish, He's only in a towel. So, you know, they come up. They, they got their chilling. gear. He's like, okay. They stab at him. He, he's like, oh, not so fast. He stops him. And the fight that ensues is like dirty. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, gross. It's like slow. Mm-hmm. it's, I don't want to say it's, like, realistic, but compared to, you know, flying high kicks and whatever, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I guess I could maybe see this happening, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, just because it's gross, there's blood just smeared everywhere, people, like, panting for breath and everything. And the moves that he does, 
not too many of them are so like, oh, wow, what a badass thing. It's just like, oh, good call. Like, good catch. You yeah. Know? Um, but it's still, despite that, it's well choreographed for what it is. Because, yeah, this is these clumsy guys. I think a guy even, like, basically trips at one point, mm. you know, like, over the other guy's, like, body that's laying there. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's nasty as well. Oh, it's... Especially the final it's kill is just, oh, ooh, yeah. it gets him right in the eye. Right in the eyeball. And, um, yeah, and if you're going to watch the clip, I should warn that there is he's, nudity. He's literally naked the whole time. He is literally naked. There's this one part that is, like, low-key kind of funny where he does this huge high kick to this guy's chest and his dick just, like, <laughs> flips out. And it's just kind of <laughs> funny. Because you never really, like, think about that, like, when you see, like, a cool action movie. But Singh right. is, like... How is his penis moving in this scene? His dick just, like, flopping about. It's, like, it adds to the, like, depravity of it, of, like, these are just, like, animals, like, yeah. fighting each other, you know? It really adds to that. He's really fighting for her survival and the being naked like just adds right, another adds layer on it. top of that you know it's like this is desperate absolutely and i love that that's what i think makes it a great fight scene it's despite totally not sick. being super like cool right yeah know? it's just it's just a nasty one yeah although when he puts the blade on the ground and then pushes the he- guy's head into it yeah that's that's, 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 pretty, that's cool. pretty good moment <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um that does it for that speaking of good moments the Raid 2. Full of them. Full of good moments. This this is a movie that, I mean, like the other ones, this one is built around, let's make the action as cool right, as yeah. possible. Um, you know, there's The Raid, the first one. Now there's The Raid 2. Um, the Raid 2, I could choose 20 different action scenes yeah. from this movie, and they're all totally just as awesome. But we're specifically going to focus on... Um, uh, it's like the second to last one. It's like the climactic one, but I think there's one more after it mm-hmm. where Rama and Dude, I don't know yeah, if the Dude know. has a name, but Rama, the main character, comes to fight this dude assassin, in, a, um, in a kitchen, a pure yeah. white kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because he walks in and the dude's standing there and like all the kitchen employees are in there like doing stuff and they just kind of look at him mm-hmm. and they just realize what's happening and they just all just like <laughs> walk out the door. Yeah. They know. It's like, let's clear. And then they have just the sickest it's like hand fight. It's like long. It's like seven minutes, minutes or so. Yeah, seven, eight minutes. It's crazy. And it is very long. It escalates. It's hand to hand. And then it's like using like pots and pans and stuff around mm-hmm. and like bottles. And then it turns to a knife fight at the end. Um, and it's just really bloody as well. Oh, yeah. When they get to the knife fight at the end, yeah. they're just both just cutting each other up. Like The assassin nothing. by the end is just covered in his own blood. Oh, yeah. Just completely. It's just nuts. Which and, is pretty cool. You know, the white kitchen mm-hmm. is now red yeah um and it's just s- totally sick i think as at least as far as all the ones we've talked about so far the thing that stands out is they did some interesting camera work in right this yeah i was well. gonna say yeah the camera works really cool yeah. in this one because they have sometimes the camera kind of leans with them or the guy's head gets like thrown across the counter and the camera completely goes down to the counter with him and mm. you see it like fall yeah it's a lot more like um, it's more of like an immersive fight. Yeah. Instead of like watching the fight, it kind of feels like you're more like in into the it. Fight, it gets yeah. you kind of like moving with the mm-hmm. with the film. It's really cool. It is really cool, and the escalation works really really well. Um, blood's a bit much for me, but it's a stylistic. Oh, it's so choice. yeah, it's so <laughs> over the top. It's, it's just so, everywhere. Dude yeah. gets cut, and his fucking like organs fly out. Right, exactly. And the, but they still like are going like hundred yeah, percent. Like, <laughs> we're good. You know, it's awesome. He literally has to like get do it through his jaw to get him to actually die. Yeah, he just gross. He gets a little twist. Mm-hmm. There's one point where he like stabs him under the ribs and, and like lifts picks him, him with up. It. Yeah. With it. Oh, it's like it's you're just, done. I'm sorry. That's tough. That's no good. 
Yeah, no. The whole movie yeah. is filled with moments like that. Yeah. The Raid 2 is extremely over-the-top gory action, but what, I like that, yeah, so... <laughs> exactly. Speaking of extremely gory, over-the-top action, Kung Fu Panda... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Kung Fu Panda. Let's go. Kung right? Fu Panda's sick. Kung Fu Panda's great. Yeah. Jackie Chan. Guys? Yeah, he's the monkey. He's Master Monkey. Um, I'm specifically, there's a few fights, obviously, in the movie. You have the climactic showdown between Poe and Tai Lung, but I'm not talking about that one. I'm Absolutely. talking about Tai Lung versus Shifu. Which, honestly, it's in the top three best in the whole trilogy. I don't want to do the official power rankings of that. That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah, exactly. But... This the Shifu Thailand fight is pretty pretty mm-hmm. good. It has sort of um, reminiscences of uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I guess, because they're using weapons kind of right. around the temple and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also the most like emotionally charged moment yep. of the Dude, film. Dude, I was gonna you say know? that. That's something that really adds to the action because it's like you were my master, you betrayed me, blah blah blah, and you really feel it. And, you know, Shifu kind of reluctantly being like, hey, look, it wasn't me. Sorry about it. Right. You got to get over it at some point. And he's just filled with this rage. You know, he's taking chunks out of the wall and the pillars, like, mm-hmm. just with his bare hands. And, of course, the coolest part, and, I mean, they're flying up in the air. There's lightning striking. Like, it it blends the, you know, like, martial arts of, like, the traditional movies and then the over-the-top cartoon aspect of it too so it can right. really go as far as it wants you know mm-hmm. and of course the cartoon aspect is peaked with the actual po fight because he's just doing stupid cartoon shit right the boink. but in the shifu fight you know it it maintains that this is like an action fight one-on-one right. taking each other out you know mm-hmm. um and then of course the very, there's a very po- cool part near the end where uh tai lung's pause literally light on fire yeah and he fights with that with fire paws yeah, he's freaking dope it's, it's blue fire with his strikes you see the fire streak through the air it's very very cool he's totally sick and i love um just to add more to like the emotional aspect is mm-hmm. so yeah like tai lung used to be shifu's like student or whatever mm-hmm. but then became bad or whatever because he wasn't the dragon warrior anyway yeah. um Ugwe said no no right but right before this scene tai lung just destroyed the Furious Five, yes, which is all of yes. Shifu's current students, mm-hmm. and he totally just like owned all of them. And he comes up, and he's now he's like, "I'm gonna fight you now." Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. It's just the whole thing totally builds up to also, this one moment. In this it's scene, awesome. he also destroys Ugwe's staff. In this scene, yes, he does, and his spirit like kind of like whoosh, petal blossoms away. Ugwe, you know? God, I love Ugwe. Yeah, he's pretty good. <laughs> have you seen the third? Yes, Conf- I have. bro. Ugwe so, in the third one. Mm-hmm. He goes crazy yeah. in that one. I mean, no one can stop Mr. Ping, but... Mr. Ping is quite literally the most overpowered character. So, there we have it. We don't have to get into that, I don't think. But yeah, Kung Fu Panda... He's got noodle foo. It's realistically uh, just a really nice choreographed fight scene. And the emotional... Yeah, it really out is. Out of all of these, it's funny to say, out of all of these, I think the emotional stakes are the highest in Kung Fu Panda. It's true. No joke. People sleep on the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. Mm-hmm. It slaps. Um, you know what else people sleep on? Hmm. This is the most underrated, I would argue, is the most underrated film ever. I wow. will go as far as to say ever. that this movie is better than Rocky. Oh my gosh. It's real steel with yeah. Hugh Jackman. Mm-hmm. I I could go 10 hours talking it's about It's Rock'em Sock'em Robots. 
this is a boxing movie, but the boxers aren't people. They're robots. Yeah. And we're talking about the final fight between Adam, our main robo dude, mm. and Zeus, mm. the big, bad, undefeated robo. Yeah. And they fight, and I cry. I Listen, I'll be honest. I cry every time <laughs> I watch this scene because yeah. it's so beautiful because basically Hugh Jackman has a headset. And he talks to Adam, tells yes. him like what, what do, moves to yeah. do. Coaches him. And Adam was just like a junkyard bot that the kid found. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Jackman used to be a real boxer, but lost his passion. And the kid is it's his son, but mm-hmm. that's not that important. I mean, that's not that important. Yeah. Um, so then, at some point through the fight, Adam's taking a big beating from mm-hmm. Zeus. And Zeus knocks out his, like, hearing box or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah. So he can't talk to him anymore with the thing. But since... Adam is such an old bot, he still has the old settings for, like, shadow, shadow boxing. And Hugh Jackman's like, oh, I got to do this now. That's I guess it's do. the only thing we can do. So then he has to shadow box the final few rounds. And there's a slow-mo moment that gets me really <laughs> emotional every time where he's shadow boxing and it's slow-mo. And the kid and his, like, love interest lady, yeah. like, they're there watching the fight, but they look at him. And mm-hmm. they see, like, his smile on his face, and he's, like, doing his punches, and they both get really happy, mm-hmm. and I love it. And then Adam loses, but he wins. But he wins. Also, one more thing about this film. Okay. I just think it's awesome because in it's, like, a, it's like near future yeah. type movie. Yeah. There's ads for the Xbox 720, yes. which is just funny because that's what everyone thought was going to happen. It is very, very funny. But... No Xbox 720 yet. Maybe they will end up making. Yeah, the maybe Xbox it was just a little bit more distant future. Right. And after we the thought Series that was X, after. it's the 720. The 720. That would be sick. And then we know Real Steel is. Coming. I would buy the Xbox 720 just for that reason. Yeah, just to be like, this was in Real Steel. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about Real Steel? I just kind of took it all there. No, that's great. Real Steel is good. Good. Real Steel better than Rocky, and I, I love Rocky. I don't know if I agree with that. It's good. Better than Rocky. I, there sh- is there a second? There should be. That's why I'm, where's Real Steel <laughs> there 2? Really, there really should be a second one because it could be really good. That's Steely what I'm saying. Good. Where's Real Steel? Real, real or Steel? Too Steel. Too Real to Steel. Real Steel. Maybe it'd be like Real, what's stronger than Steel? Real Platinum. <laughs> That's it. Latinum Platinum. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Last uh, film. Last film. We've got an anime, guys. Oh, anime. We've got Sword. Of the Stranger. Ooh. Now, when you talk about anime, there's a lot of fights I could have chose. There's a, there's a bajillion. Man, there's a hundred bajillion. I decided to go for an anime fight that was still not super over the top. Mm-hmm. It's a little over the top, but not insanely flying, laser beam, light speed, planet blow up. Right. Over the top. That's, Two guys fight with swords. That's where I like to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's just a little bit over the top. And this is a movie that's actually uh, pretty good. I liked it. I, it's not like the best thing I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it. One of the things, before I talk about the scene in general, about the whole movie, is that we follow a character who has no name. And he has a sword with him. He's like a samurai looking dude. But his sword is wrapped up. It has a cloth that prevents him from opening the sheath. It's a little cloth that... And he put it there himself. It's just... 
it's uh, he put it there on purpose because he's like, I don't want to kill anymore. Puts a little piece. I think it's called like a piece knot or something like that. So he can't open his thing. Okay. Because he's like, hey, I was in wars. They made me kill. I could get into spoilers, but I won't. It's like I had to do so many things, and I don't want to do it anymore. I'm not with them anymore. Like, they fell or whatever, so I'm my own. I'm a lonesome samurai, and I'm putting the sword away. So he still has to fight to protect himself in this movie. So until the final fight, he is fighting with his sword sheathed the whole time. really? And it's... Very, very interesting to watch him fight these people who have real ass swords. They have bows and arrows. And they have like kunai, them. and he's just using it to like he does a lot of like stabbing. Like one guy, he just like basically stabs him in the throat with the end of the thing, and he goes, "He's like, you know, yeah, that would that would be bad like, and stuff like that." And there's one point where he like uses it to like pick up a, a boiling hot pot and like throw it at somebody, you know? Nice. Um, and it's just that, and it was honestly a really well done emotional payoff. What eventually. This kid who he's been traveling with and his little dog um, are in mortal danger, and he's like, "I have to do it." And he takes the he's like running towards the kid because he's about to be like sacrificed or something. And he takes the cloth in his mouth and he bites it clear. He takes out the sword. It goes, and he throws it like across the map, three sixty no scope headshot with this sword. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then when he claims it, he has to fight all these other dudes, and it ends with this final fight. And this guy's that he's fighting is like a foreigner. He's like a Western European guy. He's blonde hair, blue eyed. And he's kind of a psychopath. Cause really he's just looking for a good fight. He's one yeah. of those characters where he's like, Oh, I just need someone to match me. And they have this like, I don't know, like six minute or so fight scene. It's pretty where sick. It's just sword on sword. They're going after each other. They're jumping across this, like kind of like scaffolding type mm-hmm. construction. And one thing I liked was I just like seeing, animated a lot of the actual like would you call it recoil from like they strike and you actually see their swords like bounce back uncontrollably you know Uh there's a part where the swords like rides up his and it's like about to cut him in the face and he has to like duck out of the way and stuff he breathes there in a lock and he's breathing and you see the sword like uh uh what do you call it (laughs) steam up yeah because of the heat from the breath and just cool little details like that and then the fight ends and he's he barely gets away, and the guy's like, "Oh, this is what being stabbed feels like." Yeah, it's it funny, the best, but not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, the one thing that I always love about like um, anime sword fights in in general, basically, mm-hmm. is I always love the the sound design of all yeah. the an- yeah. because I don't know why, but they always ka-ching, have the ka-ching. best like sword sounds mm-hmm. or just like people like hitting each other, just like. The noise it makes and like the animation of like the sparks because they always kind of go a little over top with like mm-hmm. s- the sparks of the swords clashing. Yeah. I just always love the way it like looks and sounds. Like I could probably like do like listen to like an ASMR of like anime sword <laughs> yeah. battles. Right. It's something that you see. It makes me think of like fighting games is the first thing that comes to mind of just the idea of the graphics. Like if you someone does a bunch of sword slash, it's all those like crescent moon sort of shaped. Like, whoosh, 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 right, yeah. you know, sing, stuff like that. And that's kind of what you're talking about with, like, everything that happens. Mm. And it's it's just really cool art. It is cool. Anime is cool. Wish I could draw. I, that's one of the <laughs> things. I mean, I guess a lot of people say, like, anyone can draw. You just got to practice. But it's like I feel no, like that's not true. That's a lie. That's a total lie. Some people are just gifted and others are not. Definitely. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it would be sick if I could draw. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a little, it's a cute little movie. I liked it. It's not going to top any list, but the action's good. 
the characters are like surprisingly at least the main character is surprisingly has some depth to him even mm. though he literally doesn't even have a name um check it out if you want check it out if you want that does it for our spotlight heck yeah you know what that means a bunch of fights that you can go watch and have fun and pretend that you are in them and you won yeah except i don't know if you'd want to pretend you were in the turkish bath one yeah that one's uh that guy turned out not great that's yeah that's not it that's not what you want reviews of the week it's time for the reviews of the week baby i got mine if you want me to go yeah okay have a star sterile corporate hell ipad baby tunnel vision tiktok jingling keys hamilton and 2000s yogurt commercial mascots all came together to make the most esoteric christian rock music video with none of the sincerity which should be obvious. It's not. <laughs> Is it really supposed to be obvious? I'm trying to think. Yeah, but you're just not thinking about it. Because you, you don't like when I do this, but it's it's part of the rules. Oh, no. The movie I picked was Encanto. Let's review for Encanto. Did we talk about Encanto? Did I not talk about Encanto? <laughs> No. Oh, right, because we went to the Power Dog, and I went to, uh, we never went back to my thing. You saw Encanto? I saw Encanto. It sucked. Oh, you didn't like it? No. You didn't like it? I didn't, I've never seen it. Yeah, it wasn't good. Not a fan of Encanto. Yeah. Dang. It's a shame. You know what? Now I'm going to watch Encanto, and I'm going to Oh, maybe it. it's a Power of the Dog situation. Right, and I'll be like, listen, man, you just gotta, you just got to really reflect on yourself. I won't spoil it, but it's bad. No, it's okay, okay, listen. The only way this film totally flops for me is if it turns out that she has, like, some sort of secret actual power where she's, like, really cool, but she's not just, like, a person. Uh, honestly, I can't even tell you the answer to that. <laughs> okay. Well, because the thing is, like, her whole family has really cool powers, but she, but she doesn't, doesn't, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hope that she doesn't, like, you're actually the most powerful out of your whole family. Right, you have all the gifts. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Hey, what were you saying? You were going to yeah. say something? or did you know No, I was just, if you're going to watch it, not really. I just say that, um, one, the movie's really short, and I feel like with all these characters, they like introduce all the characters, and then like none of them do anything. Mm. You know, Only like three of them are actually important, and it felt like, oh, it's kind of stupid. I would have rather if it was like everyone got to do something. That's fair. But yeah. That's funny. Yeah, of course I wouldn't guess yeah. that. You didn't talk about <laughs> I it. I forgot. We must have went for Power of the Dog, and I was so like... Focused that I was like, oh, right, Encanto. But there you go. <laughs> okay. I didn't really want to, I've been talking about it like all day, so I didn't want to talk oh, about it. Oh, that's fair. Um, this movie, I promise I talked about. Yeah. Um, three stars. Cinema peaked with this one. I'm not afraid to admit that. Oh. With this one, does that imply that it's part of something else or no? Could it? And they're not they're not afraid to admit it. I feel like that part's probably the most important. They're not afraid to admit it, which would mean that they sh- maybe they should be. So right. real steel. Wrong. Because oh. <laughs> they sh- they shouldn't be afraid. If exactly. It's real, real steel. steel. <laughs> Scream it from the mountaintops. <laughs> right. No, it's freaking Twilight breaking dawn. Oh, gee, Twilight. <laughs> part one. No. Part two. I I don't know. I haven't seen part two. Dummies. I haven't read any reviews for that Dummies. one. Dummies. That's exciting times though to finish that we do have two emails actually we have two emails that's the next thing we do that Didn't we need you know to that you to. can email us at the staglerpod at gmail.com yeah you can that's what you can do somebody asked what kind of music we like which is funny because we actually talked about music a bit in this episode did we 
Yeah, we talked about group love. We talked about yeah. Van Halen. We talked about somebody else. Uh, do you want me to go or do you want you mm, to go? Go ahead. Um, I am very open to all genres of music except for country music. Fuck you if you listen to country music. Fuck wow. country music in general. Maybe lock them doors and turn the lights down. That's yeah, my favorite song. Um, but I would say mostly... Little bit chicken fry. <laughs> Cold beer all Friday night. Um, I would say mostly I probably listen. I don't even know. It kind of just depends. She thinks what my tractor <laughs> sexy. Shut up. <laughs> Music is very important to me. I listen. How? I, I don't even know. I, I just kind of depends how I'm feeling. But I'd say most of the time. Hey girl. Most of the you time. You got me going crazy. Got my heart racing like the Kentucky Derby. Are we done? Yeah. That last one's my favorite. Um. I'm real big on like metal, like all subgenres of metal. Um, rock music is cool. Rock and roll. Mm-hmm. I'm big on rap, hip hop, pop. I love pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring me we call it all, the, all the pop stars. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess it's like pop music, but it's more like kind of like the girl boss like pop music. Okay. I don't know. How you to know, explain have it. I ever said this? What's up? The only thing that comes into my mind when people say girl boss is Mindy from Drake and Josh. That's honestly accurate, though. I know, but that's all I ever see is her. And she is a girl boss, but that's all that ever comes to my mind. That's fair, though. Yeah. Um, And then the last thing, honestly, this is probably the genre of music I live to the most, Mm -hmm. is like orchestral, like classical music or like just like soundtracks to like movies or games or like Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I... I doubt around with anything. If you ever want to send music my way, I'll definitely listen to it. Unless if it's a fucking country song, Tim McGraw being like, Baby girl, won't you get in my truck and look at the stars with me while I drink some beer with my sister. My least favorite is probably like holiday music. It's probably the music. Is that a genre? I listen to. Yeah. I guess it is. (laughs) It's I listen to it the least, I would say. Holiday music. Hmm. That's fair. What kind of music do you like listening to? I've been really getting into uh, audiobooks. That's not music. Uh, Audiobook is a book. Sometimes they have music, like intros. What kind of music do you like? That's what the I'm getting really was. into, like industrial horror. And uh, I'm getting into, like, um, grunge. And I think there's one called, like, like Sparkle. I'm getting into Sparkle. Sparkle. Interesting. Um, I love songs where they talk um i i am i'm having a ogre phase i'm really into ogre right now nice that's about it never heard of ogre they're great ogre is a band yeah it's o-h-g-r not ogre it's o-h-g-r interesting so good their first album is like literally maybe top 10 of all time Really? It's so good. That's cool. That's funny that their name is Ogre because I just recently, like a week ago, discovered a song called Ogintrust, which is kind of like Ogre. Yeah, sort of. And I really like that song. It's like a 10-minute song of like silence, like thunderstorms kind of. Mm-hmm. And then the dude just like banging the drums. Yeah. And then at the end, he just like bangs a lot of drums and plays a lot of guitar and goes like. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's a good, good song. Um. Ogre, I kind of think most of it is actually the singer, because he has a kind of interesting voice, because 
he kind of sounds like he kind of sounds like this. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's it's just kind of interesting. <gasps> oh, that reminds me. Okay, I need to say this. Oh my God, it's a new genre of music that I discovered recently. Yeah, that is amazing. Is okay. it math rock? I like so math rock. you know, I mean, it's good. But you know, like when you watch like a like a medieval like movie or show, and they're like in the uh, the tavern, mm-hmm. like you know, like that kind of music. It's that music, but there's a band that I forget the title, the name of the band. Yeah. Very unfortunate, but they do covers of, of like those? popular music as with, tavern with, things with like that hmm. theme. It's really cool, and. They do like pumped up kicks is great tavern song. <laughs> great, that's enough. all I gotta say. Yeah. It's amazing. I wanted to shout that out to everybody. Cool. Yeah, that's all. Good. That was good music talk. What's um? What's the other one? The other email. Thank you for the email. Uh, I hope you didn't already talk about this in the show, but just in case you didn't, what would your favorite fantasy fight be? Be it superheroes, aliens, or giant monsters? Just any crazy battle. Thing. Fantasy. Boom. Fantasy fight. I got it. Hmm. Narnia, I I don't even know how many times I've talked about Narnia at this point, but the final battle between the Narnians and the witches, the uh the Ice Queen witch, uh forces, yeah, is still the coolest battle ever put to cinema. That is it. That's not what the question was asking, but I appreciate it. Fantasy fight. Yeah, like what kind? Of, I think it's just saying like if you could have. Two things fight or something. I think that's what it's trying to ask. Is what would your favorite fantasy fight be? It's superheroes, aliens, giant monsters, just any crazy battle. Like, what would you like? I'd love to see cowboys fight aliens. Well, <laughs> I have great news for you. What? There's a film. <laughs> is James Bond in it? I don't remember. I think Daniel Craig's in it. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. Something that I would want to see. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I would just love in case to see, like, there's not enough. Like interplanetary battles mm-hmm. in cinema, we need yeah. more like people fighting from other planets. Hmm. Like I f- like they fight on this planet and then they fly over to the other planet and mm-hmm. fight on that planet, or like an intergalactic war. Sure, yeah. Star Wars doesn't count. Yeah, that's not really like that's not really what Star Wars. Anyway, we won't get into it. I would love to see, even though it does say fantasy fight, I would still love to see people. Fighting bigger monsters and not How like big, yeah, and as big as you want. I don't care. But specifically, one of the main things I would love to see is people fighting like a a, a mech. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. Like you have a mech, it's huge and big, and you just have like a hundred people. And how do they take it down? With what? You know what, what are they mean? fighting with? Mm-hmm. It could be anything. It could be swords. I don't care. Interesting. That would be cool. That I would just be cool. I just like the idea of. People all working together, I guess, because it's kind of like Shin Godzilla does it, so maybe that's why I'm thinking of yeah. it. But it's like a bunch of people working together to take out this one huge thing has always kind of interested me as an idea. And even like if you went like medieval with it, like dragon fights always kind of interested me. Oh. Not as like, oh, this single person's going to kill the dragon, but how do we get 50 people and use 50 people to kill one dragon? Right. You know? That'd be good. Just that whole idea always kind of got to me. That mm-hmm. was cool. That's a good option. So that'd be that. Any group of people against any big thing. Hmm. Maybe even a bigger person. Could be. That'd be great. But they're on a different planet, so it's fantasy. All right. All right, that does it. That does it. Next time. (gasps) We are looking far into the future 
to the year 2000. Wow. That is like forever from now. Yes, it's a very long time. And it's going to be the future. There's going to be flying cars, obviously. Flying cars. There's going to be like little tablets you put in a microwave and it turns into a Big Mac. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, and stuff like that. Uh, It's going to be cool. There's going to be watches that have like every device in them. It's going to be fantastic. But anyway, we're going to be looking at 10 films. From the year. From the year 2000. 2000. Literally. The Jonas Brothers have not <laughs> been there. <laughs> yeah. There is no other, you know, uh, restriction. It is just 10 movies that we want to talk about from the year 2000. Maybe it'll be good ones. As long as they released in that year. As long yeah. as they released in that year, it's totally fine. Fair game. It's fair game. And that should be fun. Maybe you'll see something that you want to see. What I'm know? hoping is we'll be able to see, like, maybe a trend... Where you know we'll be able to see some kind of tone in either the filmmaking or just the subject matter. How does that film describe the year? You know, like what's what's going on in the year two thousand, which is, I mean, really, it's you know right before a big feel like shift in just everything. Right. Um, what was it like that moment in time? Was there anything we can pick out? Be How like, are wow, capturing this huge? They were really into flip phones. Right. You know what's mm. what's going on? Interesting. We'll find out. But yeah, that, we will. That won't be till next. Yeah, time. we will. Thanks for joining us on this episode. Hope you join us. Thank for the you next. for joining us. We hope that you do listen to the next installment of the Stagler podcast on the Stagler. Yep. Alrighty. Take care of yourselves. Bye. <laughs>